911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm excellent. So in today's episode, I was actually challenged by my friend Mike Demo. In the episode that we had recorded about whether or not the left is really a cult, he sent me a message after listening to that podcast, and he says, Ashley, I need to challenge you a little bit because we need to consider what would it take for you to be converted into a leftist? And so at the surface level, of course, at first... I was like, there's no, there's no way, <laughs> right? Like there's absolutely no way. And I gave it some good thought. This is actually what I was thinking about last night before I went to bed. And when we think about it, what, what he had said is we need to ask ourselves what utopia would actually look like. And when you think about a perfect world for the left versus a perfect world for the right, it's two very completely different things. And so what I had told him was my, my biggest qualm with the left is the fact that they feel the need to change the rule of nature. And I think when you try to change the natural law in that way, and the, the easiest example is like there is only two genders, like man and woman, and only women can have babies. Wait, hold on. I, and it's actually really funny you brought this up because I was just, we saw something on TV last night and this girl said she identifies as a wolf. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, we can identify as animals now? Yeah, like it's out of control, right? And so, it, it you know, the, discussing this with him, he has the Intentional Disruption podcast. You can check him out. I, I started to ask myself, like, what would that utopian world look like? And not only for myself, not only asking myself that question, but what would utopia look like for either party? And Jordan Peterson is somebody that I follow and I study it in great length. And something that he discusses when it comes to relationships between a man and a woman um, is the importance of having somebody that you can spar with. The importance of having somebody that you're compatible with, but that you'll have some disagreements or might not see eye to eye completely on. And that's for the sake of being able to intellectually challenge yourselves by having those disputes and by being able to know that you show up and you still love each other. And, you know, there used to be a time when the left and the right could show up in the same room and they can have a healthy conversation, a dispute, a battle, sparring with one another in that same way that Jordan Peterson deems it necessary, vital, actually, when it comes to having a healthy relationship with somebody. And I think that somewhere along the way, that disconnect took place to where you can't even have the two in the same room. You can't even have the two on the same forum on a social media platform anymore without it turning so ugly that there's actually no real points that are being brought across from one side or the other. Yeah. And it's something that people are so close minded in their own worlds. They're not open to hearing the other side or, or evaluating it to kind of formulate their own conclusion or opinion and to say, to let go of your ego and just say, Hey, I'm going to let go of my ego on this matter and actually listen to it instead of just saying, no, you're wrong and I'm right. Yeah. And we don't even need to be talking about this politically. This is also something that takes place religiously, right? Because either way, you're incredibly emotionally charged. And when you have those emotions behind what you deem to be the truth, and religion is a great example of this, then it's very difficult in order for you to, quote, convert 
or if not convert, then to be able to see it from their point of view. You know, we talk about walking in somebody else's shoes and that's a really simple way of saying, you know, try to consider the fundamentals of how that came to be for them, why this is true for them. Well, and it's and it's funny bringing in the religious aspect of this. I mean, as mankind, 90% of all of our wars throughout mankind have been religiously fueled. fueled. And and it's that left or right mentality is either you agree with me or you don't. And if if you're clashing, that's when the battles come into play and these wars are established. I mean, you look back at the holy wars of medieval times or just going through our historical, I mean, World War II was not necessarily religiously motivated, but it underlying factors was because you have Hitler who has such a hatred hatred towards the Jewish religion and Jewish people that he wanted to get rid of them off the face of this earth because they didn't align with his morals or what he wanted. Yeah. And so thinking about this, what is the perfect utopia? The the question that Mike Demo had presented to me, I started to think about how it actually doesn't have anything to do with any politics at all. When I think about the perfect utopia that I would like to live in, the perfect utopia I would like to see my friend Mike's children grow up in, it, it is one that is based on human rights. It is one that is actually based on that fundamental law of nature, the, the natural law that exists that things cannot be changed. And there is a difference between things actually changing and then believing and saying that something has changed when in fact it really hasn't. And I think that that disconnect is for me, what has caused such a great divide that continues to cause this great divide, one that I believe could turn very, very dangerous. I mean, it already has turned incredibly dangerous when I read these articles. I finally subscribed to the Epic Times and like paying the monthly fee subscription because I got tired of reading these like really shocking headlines and then not being able to access the articles. And man, some of the research that they do in these articles that are so candidly put out. Of course, you wouldn't see it on mainstream media, but these horrendous, awful things that are taking place in communist China and to see the level of control that the government has and then to very, very easily be able to reverse engineer that and see how the start of that has been well underway in our own country. And it's petrifying. And the fear that it gets instilled in not only me with that is it's going to is progressively turning into this this what's a disoterical type societies where their government has so much control and it's just going to keep progressing that way and which our current society is going it, it it's we're giving away so much of our freedoms just to allow other people to dictate what we do or not do. Yeah, and the picture is a lot bigger than that because when we say things like, I don't hate my country, I hate my government, what we also need to understand is that there are there's a buddy system that exists with these giant companies, these giant companies that should have never gained the type of control that they have. And of course, none of us saw it coming, right? And, and that's the... 
that's the craziness. It, it, money. Money is the underlying factor with all of it. I mean, g- going to that utopian design like we, you were talking about, it's something that if you were to remove money and power from the whole general aspect and then have an understanding with religious type religious people who have their own opinions on it's my way or no way or can be open to understanding each other that would create that utopian society to where you you remove these power these these control methods that our society has in placed upon us yeah yeah absolutely and um i think it's a scary thing but i also think it's something that is fuel to be able to further guide our research and to step back and to understand why the founding fathers laid out the constitution in the way that they did and to start to see some light like we did with um, the whole OSHA mandate, you know, being blocked by the Supreme Court. I think that when we see all of these new patriots stepping up and joining school boards and having a voice and not being suppressed anymore and being okay to have those disagreements and to speak their truths. I think that so many of us have been silent for way too long. And the the detriment to that is that there is the potential, the possibility of of hostile environments being created by people who haven't been able to voice their opinions for so long, finally deciding to speak up. And that vindication, that validation, it stands on so much truth. It stands on the shoulders of the founding fathers in a way to where I believe that the true patriots would do anything and are going to get to the point to where they would do anything to get their point across and to make sure that America doesn't crumble. It's almost as though we're the last generation to make that happen and we either do or die. And you're absolutely right. And I think with this message that people put out there, they don't need to put it out in a hatred or a hate type of format because so many people just see it as hate based where if you put this message of togetherness and understanding out without the whole mindset of I'm right, you're wrong, more people will be open to listening to it. Yeah. And having that same calm demeanor that you just shared, I think is really key in being able to not be so hot headed. And again, when you're emotionally fueled, when you're emotionally charged, it's a lot easier said than done. I know I certainly get very passionate (laughs) when I talk about, you know, my morals and values and where I stand politically. And when I come across somebody who, who has that, that disagreement or something so polar opposite, it is very difficult to keep that calm demeanor. But I think that's really key in being able to get any point across, if any at all. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. I hope that you sit and you think about what utopia looks like for you. And Demo, thank you so much for challenging me with that question. I hope we can all sit on it and we can decide what is mostly important to us and what action we can take in a healthy way, in a productive way, in order to make sure that this ground, this beautiful land that we are privileged to be able to stand on today is actually still here for many, many generations to come. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.